should be live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Nathan Butnett, episode 10. We are in the double digits today. Um, as the video uh, watchers may be able to tell, uh, yes, I do have the Spurs blanket right next to me. Um, that's because uh, I'm not going to spend too much time explaining this so we can get into the actual basketball talk, but... Y'all know I used to have the whiteboards here, and uh, school is going to be starting back up soon, so I'm going to have some stuff for school on those whiteboards, and I didn't want it to be seen on camera. And also, um, so I wanted to cover it up, and then also this adds kind of like a cool background right here rather than just the whiteboards. It's uh, something more interesting to look at as well, so it's kind of a win-win. Uh, Y'all don't have to see my whiteboards and I don't show you all my whiteboards <laughs> and um, instead we get uh, the Spurs logo right next to me um, we are starting a little bit later than usual um, that's because Fernando was originally supposed to be here but uh, I won't go too much into detail uh, with this uh, because um, like if he wants to talk about it, he can talk about it, but um, he had a surgery recently, and, uh, you know, he's fine, he's all right, um, but he basically said that um, him coming on today is going to depend on uh, when and how much uh, meds they give him uh, for, uh, because of him coming out of surgery a couple days ago. Um, and they gave him meds like just an hour or two to go, so he's like out. Um, so he he told me, yeah, he's not gonna be able to make it today. Um, and that's all I'm really gonna say about that. Um, cause he he said as well that even if he did come on today, that he wasn't gonna talk about the surgery. Like he doesn't want to talk about it for whatever reason, uh, which I respect. So, um, but just know he's okay. And uh, he's uh, he's just kind of chilling in bed right now. Um, now, um, for loser of the week this week, we have uh, the Pelicans. Um, I will explain why in a bit, because we are going to get into free agency, because I know that's what a lot of people want to talk about. But... Um, there's still a lot going on with free agency, so with free agency, uh, we're just kind of kind of break it down into the big three, uh, that being the uh, Spurs, the Lakers, and the Bulls, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Pelicans, a little bit about the Sixers, uh, and that'll be it for free agency. Um, and then, like, next week um, and going on, um, we'll talk a little bit more about free agency then. And we'll do our uh, what we did on the very first episode of Nathan Budnett back when it was still called Plus 71, which is uh, give our uh, ratings uh, for the free agency um, and draft picks, giving them, like, a to F grades and uh, that, but I'm going to wait a little bit longer uh, for some more free agency stuff to happen because uh, we still have a long time for free agency. And 
uh, hopefully as well, Fernando will be there then. So he can grade, uh, he, he can give his thoughts on free agency and the draft, and he can give his playoff predictions uh, just like I'm going to in this episode. So. so loser of the week, like I said, I have the Pelicans. Um, they got uh, Devontae Graham. And um, Jonas V, excuse me. Oh, uh, had to hiccup there for a second. Um, but uh, as we all know, uh, most notably, they lost Lonzo Ball. They lost Eric Bledsoe. They lost Stephen Adams. Um, and really, the only person that they have left right now is Zion. And I, okay, sorry for the little silence there, guys. Um, my stream was giving me, like, some pop-ups. I wanted to make sure it was working correctly. I think we're good. So, um, yeah, the Pelicans lost a lot, a lot of players. They got Devontae Graham now. They, they're, uh, they're still trying to find a piece uh to go with zion uh that's been like their main uh thing that they're driving towards i think uh i i really think that y'all should have kept lonzo but uh um obviously if lonzo wanted to leave then you can't really do much about that except for offer him more money but um what she got is what she got so lonzo left um, and I saw as well that if the Pelicans don't do well this year, uh, which I don't think they will, uh, there's a lot of talk about Zion getting traded. Um, if Zion gets traded, uh, that's the, if the, if Zion gets traded in the coming years, that's a wrap for the Pelicans, uh, unless they like trade Zion for some other all-stars. That's a wrap for the Pelicans. Like they're gonna be bottom of the division, uh, or bottom of the conference. I meant to say, um, if Zion leaves, um, they're gonna be looking like the Pistons uh, this last year, where they're just, yeah. Uh, so that's why I have the Pelicans as loser of the week because y'all lost too many of your players and. Um, obviously Zion is still there this year, but if he's not there next year, y'all fucked. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I got for the Pelicans. So let's, uh, go through, uh, like I said, basically my personal big three for free agency, uh, besides the heat, we'll talk about the heat, um, next episode probably. Um... So the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs, obviously I keep up with a lot. They are my team. Uh the the Bucks, uh I know I've talked about the Bucks a lot, but the Bucks are kinda like my side team, you know, like uh uh you got your, your main chick and then you si- your side piece. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh but uh that that kinda is like how it is though with me and the Bucks. Um It's like uh and 
any sports player like knows this is like sometimes if your uh, if your team isn't doing well, you kind of like start having uh, a second team that you root for, so you can still feel like you're involved. And that was that became the Bucks became that for me back in like 2014, 2015. Um, and like I, I started watching Giannis like grow as a player. Um, so the Bucks came sort of like my side team, and that's why I get excited whenever the Bucks win because like the Bucks are my like number two team, but my number one team is always going to be the San Antonio Spurs. Anyway, kind of off topic there, but for I, it's just for people that are wondering like why I. Like sometimes I I talk about the Spurs a lot. Sometimes I talk about the Bucks a lot. Uh, it's because I support both teams. Um, that's why I have basically the equal amount of Spurs and Bucks stuff behind me, but uh, mainly Spurs stuff because uh, I live in San Antonio. I'm from San Antonio, and that's how it is. You you always got to root for the home team. Um, so. <sighs> The San Antonio Spurs lost almost all of our star players. In fact, I'm not even going to say almost. San Antonio Spurs lost all of their stars. However, I think that's a good thing. And everybody listening or watching right now is, is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You lost Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, and DeMar DeRozan, and you think that's a good thing? Yes. Let me explain. Okay, we lost all three of those great players. Patty Mills, I'm most devastated about because Patty Mills was my fucking guy. He was the, you know, he, he was the Australian homie. He, you know, he always brought good vibes. You know, uh, I he's one of like the very few Instagram or basketball players I follow on Instagram because he has the freaking vibes. Um. And I just realized that I don't have my freaking logos playing right now. Right, give me just a second guys I'm gonna try and figure this out but while I'm trying to figure it out I'm going to also um, uh, okay there we go now it's fixed for some reason uh, I wanted my uh, for y'all watching on video I wanted my um, my platforms and social medias in the bottom right and I noticed that they weren't uh, so it looked a little off just having a blank space there okay um, back on topic I'm sorry guys uh, I keep going on little tangents and having to fix elements of the stream I know for audio listeners it's probably a little weird right now that I keep like breaking my sentences up and stuff but uh stream's been acting kind of weird for uh recording this live so i had to fix it real quick um but the spurs uh i'll just repeat what i was saying so the stream of consciousness is a uh is more fluid um 
we lost Patty Mills, we lost Amar Rose, and we lost Rudy Gay. However, I'm still happy with the outcome. And the reason for that is because we got Jock uh, Landell. And if we look at his stats real quick, he's another Australian man. Um, kind of taking uh, Patty Mills' position. Not position on the court, but um, he taking... Uh, Taking his place as the Australian is what I, I'm trying to say. Um, so he averages about tw- 24-25 minutes per game uh, in the Euro League, and in those 24-25 minutes, he's he's averaging 13 to 14 points. So efficient scorer, and not only that, he's a center. Now, I don't think that I need to repeat for the millionth time why I love that. I've said it probably, I I think on the last three episodes in a row, I've talked about big men. So I'm not going to go on a rant about big men again. But thank God the Spurs now have a good center. Jock Landell, such an amazing pickup for the Spurs. Um... And I only talked about his points, but, I mean, you can look at his career in Australia. Uh, I'll just read through the stat line here. 27 minutes, uh, average 27 minutes a game, 1.5 blocks, and then almost 8 rebounds. And his 3-point percentage is almost at four, uh, is almost at 40 I mean, how much more solid can you get? Um, I think that's an amazing pick. Uh, Spurs getting a center. Um, it says in a stat line here, 6'11", 256 pounds. Um, yeah, we needed a center bad, and I think he's going to be a perfect fit as a center for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, we also picked up, uh, I, won't, I won't be able to pronounce his name, uh, but I'll put it on the screen here in editing. I'm just going to call him uh, AFA. Um, uh, so he averages anywhere from uh, 30 to 15 minutes per game. Uh and but he's not an efficient scorer and to me personally uh because in those 30 points or uh 30 to 15 uh minutes per game he's only averaging about 5 points per game, 5 rebounds per game and 2 assists per game. So he's definitely going to be probably a bench player in my opinion. Uh, but he's a forward, so that's good. We're getting another big man. Here is the big one that we picked up. Thad Young. Power forward. And let's look at his stats real quick. So he averages about 30 minutes played. And in those 30 minutes... About 14 points. So again, efficient, uh, efficient scorer. About 0.5 blocks, and about six rebounds. 
Uh, his three point is point three four, so thirty five or uh, about thirty four percent. And his field goal is fifty percent. We needed a, another big guy. He's a power forward. Um, he's somebody that knows how to play the game. However, we are going. Uh, he is going to have to change his number now that he's in uh, San Antonio, which will be interesting because if you look at his social medias as well, his social medias obviously have his number uh, in there. Uh, like his Instagram is ThadYoung21. I don't think it's a secret that in San Antonio, the number 21 is retired um, for the great Tim Duncan. And so he will have to um, change his number. So I am interested to see what number he goes with now. But Thad Young, um, just to kind of summarize what I said, uh, again, power forward, uh, knows how to score efficiently, knows how to get his blocks. So, And then next we got uh, Mr. Douglas McBuckets, um, as he likes to be called. So he's got 20 minutes per game. 47 uh, field goal, 40 from three, which is really good. And then about three uh, rebounds per game and .1 blocks per game with nine points. And he plays small forward, power forward. So to me, his rebounds are a little low for a big guy, only three rebounds per game. Uh, so he could definitely work on that. But uh, we already have another small forward, power forward with Thad Young. So he may be efficient coming off the bench. Uh, or we could put him at small forward and Thad Young at uh, power forward. Um, for the Spurs, that's really all I have. Um I I want to talk more about the Spurs, but I mean, if I do, I'm really just going to be repeating myself. So I'm I'm trying to think of like what else there is to say about it. Uh we lost all of our stars, and that is disappointing to see. Um but in the process, we picked up big men. Big men is what we needed. And uh, Patty Mills is going to the Nets. Um, so Nets adding more scoring efficiency to their roster. Um, and if you watch the if you watch the uh, Instagram videos after USA won, um, Patty Mills actually came up to KD, and uh, Patty was like. Uh, I forgot exactly what Patty said, but he's like, I'm, I'm ready for Brooklyn or something like that. Like, Patty Mills is excited to play in Brooklyn. So, um, I don't know. He'll probably be obviously off the bench, though, since they have Kyrie and Harden. Uh, 
but that's that's all I got for the Spurs. So now let's hop into probably the most controversial one, which is the Lakers. <sighs> a lot of people saying Russ is a good. Uh, a lot of people saying that Russ is a good fit for the Lakers. A lot of people saying Russ isn't a good fit for the Lakers. So it's very divided uh, from what I've seen. Personally, I'm on the side that Russ will not work for the Lakers. And I've talked to Fernando. Fernando is also on the side that Russ will not work for the Lakers. Now, I've seen a lot of people say that Russ isn't going to work for the Lakers because of team chemistry and because of ego problems. I don't personally agree with that. Um, like Russell Westbrook does have an ego. LeBron does have an ego, uh, and they can clash. However, you look at the Instagram videos, uh, from when Westbrook was traded, him and LeBron are out like smoking cigars together. Like they get along well. Um, not only that, but Russell Westbrook played with Harden. Uh, and Harden had a very big ego on the Rockets, and then he also came off the bench for Chris Paul. So I think Russell Westbrook um, will be a lot better at taking sort of a secondary role, or not even a secondary because they have AD, but uh, a third um, role than people estimate. I don't think he'll have as bad of an ego problem as people think he will. However, this has been beaten into the ground. Spacing is not going to work. Russell Westbrook is one of prob is probably one of the worst three shooters uh in the league right now. In fact, I'm going to look it up. Lowest three-point percentage 2021 Russell Westbrook he's not gonna work for Lakers um, in my opinion again uh, the ego problem I don't think is g gonna be that bad um, and this has been beaten into the ground it's a spacing issue he Russell Westbrook has one of the worst three-point shooting and what the Lakers really need is a three-point shooter so I personally would have gone with uh, somebody like Chris Paul uh, be because before uh, before the Westbrook trade was finalized, Chris Paul was also a free agent. And then after Westbrook got signed to the Lakers, then Chris Paul signed back with the Suns. Chris Paul, I think, would have been a much better fit, even though Chris Paul uh, probably wouldn't have taken... Uh, the amount of money that the Lakers would have given him and that's probably one of the main reasons he signed back with Phoenix is because he wants to get that check uh, anyways going back to Westbrook though Westbrook has like a point uh, he has like a 30% 3 Kyle Kuzma um, got traded to the Wizards and everybody was saying Kyle Kuzma couldn't shoot and then you trade for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is an all-star, but he still can't shoot his threes. 
what the Lakers really needed was a three-point uh, shooter because look at the way Westbrook plays. Uh, Westbrook, his main shooting or his main way of playing is driving through the paint. You can't, or it wouldn't be smart to do that on the Lakers because you have LeBron, LeBron and AD already on your team. What you need is you need LeBron and AD to control the paint, and then your other uh, starters or people on the court to kind of set a perimeter around the three. That way, if LeBron or AD get crowded in the paint, they can pass it out, and they have a shot at the three point uh, at the three point line. Russell Westbrook can't do that. And that's one of the reasons, in my opinion, that Kyle Kuzma got traded is because Kyle Kuzma couldn't shoot. So then you trade for Westbrook. Westbrook is an all-star, but you essentially have the same problem. You didn't solve anything. You're, all you did was create the same problem with a more popular player, if that makes sense. Like... Russell Westbrook's name may mean more, but in practice, it's going to be the same sort of uh, play style and same sort of issue. Uh, And then the Lakers got uh, a bunch of other players that I'm going to go ahead and read out that can actually help with that issue. Uh, So Russell Westbrook... As much as everybody thinks, obviously, he's going to start. You know, he could be starting at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the season, but I think after a while, they may start playing Westbrook less because he's not going to be uh, what they need. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, this is what I wanted to talk about the most for the Lakers, okay? So Bleacher Report has uh, posted this on their Instagram and their Twitter, and I want to read out what it says. These are the ages for the 2021-2022 seasons of Lakers. Okay? Melo is 37. Braun is 36. Gasol is 36. Ariza is 36. Dwight's 35. Ellington's 33. Besmore is 32. Russ is 32. AD is 28. Nunn is 26. Monk is 23. Uh, and THT is 20. Take a look at those numbers. Eight out of your 12 players are above 30. And I think it's pretty obvious, and I don't know why more people aren't talking about this. I think it's obvious what the Lakers are trying to do. They're enticing these players that are older... Kind of coming up, uh, kind of coming to the end of their, excuse me, uh, they're taking these older players that are kind of coming to the end of their, uh, time in the NBA, and they're saying like, hey, it's gonna be less money for you, but look at all these other players we have on the team. We have LeBron, we have AD, we have Russell Westbrook now. 
would you be willing to take a pay cut and maybe get a ring? And I think it's very obvious that's what they're doing. They're they're getting all these old guys and all these great players that still don't have rings and saying, hey, if you can take a pay cut, you can come play with us, and then you have a good shot at a championship. Which, again, I think you could have gotten Chris Paul the same way. Chris Paul still hasn't won a ring, and he's getting up there. But the condition that I explained earlier is by getting all these players, a lot of people have to take pay cuts. And I think that Chris Paul wouldn't be willing to take that pay cut, and so they couldn't get Chris Paul. If Chris Paul was willing to take a pay cut, though, then get Chris Paul instead, and you're still achieving what you're, I think you're going for, which is getting these, convincing these old players they'll get a ring in order to join your team to create a super team. And then, uh, for... But that's what I wanted to talk about the most with the ages. It's the Lakers are filling their roster with old players that don't have rings, uh, with uh, and asking them if they're willing to take pay cuts so they can create basically a super team in order to get a ring. And I think this goes back into the goat argument. I think this is further proof that LeBron is not the goat because he's having to get. Uh, all this, you know, you're putting all this star power on his team, and I still don't think he'll even win a championship this year, even with all those players. That's my honest opinion. Uh, the Bulls. Uh, so that's all I got for. Actually, no, I have something else for Lakers. Um, Lakers. Uh, Carmelo and LeBron already have that team chemistry. Uh, I think that. Carmelo to uh, the Lakers. It's going to be a great opportunity. Um, however, it could go the opposite way. I think Le, um, Melo and LeBron are going to be great together, However, because uh, they've been friends since high school. However, uh, Harden and Russell Westbrook uh, also have known each other for a long time, and whenever they were put on a team, they didn't do great together. So we'll just have to see what happens. It could go either way. It could turn into a Harden-Westbrook situation. Um, or it, it could be a great uh, opportunity for both of them. So that's one where we just kind of have to uh, wait and see. The Bulls super team. Let's get into that. The Bulls finished 11th this year. Um, in the standings, uh, um, they finished 11th in their, uh, conference, uh, trying to find, I was trying to find the word, uh, I meant to say they're 11th in their conference, yes. Um, I think that they're, they could easily go from the 11th in their conference now up to somewhere like the... Seventh or eighth, easily, um, or maybe even higher than that, because think of who they have now. Uh, let me go to all the free agency moves, and they got Demar Derozan now. They got Lonzo Ball now. Uh, they got Alex Caruso. 
uh, Tony Bradley. Yeah. Chicago is slowly becoming another super team. Um, so I think they have a... I think they're going to be back in the playoffs. Are they going to be great in the playoffs? That's hard to say. Uh, it might be a round one, round two exit. I don't think they're going to make it to... Um, I don't think they're going to win the conference. Uh but I mean, they're they're now. Uh, I think they're going to be easy playoff contenders now, and they'll probably leave round one or round two. And uh, to go along with that, I know they're also investigating uh, Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball because their free agency was like so quick. Uh, but I mean. And I know this is going to be like a very controversial thing that I say, but they're being investigated for if they were talking about free agency before free agency started. I think that like probably 40, anywhere from 40 to 60% of free agents talk about free agency before you're allowed to. Like that's one reason that like uh, for audio listeners, I'm going to cover my mouth real quick, but it's like that's one reason why NBA players talk like this sometimes when they have the camera on. It's so they can't re- like you can't read their lips from the camera. Like if I do this, you can't tell what I'm saying. Obviously, you can hear it cuz I have the mic. But if I were to mic mute my mic, like you don't know what I'm saying whenever I I cover my mouth and I talk like that. Uh, but I think it's obvious that a lot of players talk about free agency before free agency, like, is open. Uh, and then the 76ers, 76ers trust the process is kind of falling apart. I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Uh, but it seems like a lot of the players that they acquired through the process, such as Ben Simmons, uh, Joel Embiid, and... Tobias Harris uh, are becoming free agents and might leave. Uh, Joel Embiid, not so much this year, but like in the past couple years, uh, he was looking for trades. And it's like, you know, your process is falling apart. Everybody that you got through the process is now leaving, and you're going to have to do another process because you're going to need to rebuild again if that happens and everybody leaves. And then Andre Drummond as well, joining the uh, Sixers after the beef with Embiid that they had a little while ago. Let me go ahead and pull up the quotes here. Uh, So Andre Drummond uh, said, I mean, you can't really have a conversation with a man who can't play in a Uh, back-to-back. And he said that to Joel Embiid back in 2017. And Joel Embiid says, no disrespect, but he can't shoot defensively. He can't play any offense. So basically saying, you know, you're a shit player. And then uh, Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid both saying that uh, the other lives in, uh, one lives in the other's head rent-free, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're teammates. And, 
you look at the uh, you look at the look on Joel Embiid's face when Drummond arrives in Philadelphia, and it's like, uh, yeah, uh, it's easy to tell that they're having some team. They're gonna have some team chemistry issues. Um, I know there was rumors of Aldridge coming back. I don't have much to talk about that. Uh, I don't think Aldridge is coming back. I really don't. Uh, I have free agency ratings listed on here. We will talk about that later. (sighs) Summer League. Let's talk about the Summer League. So let me go to the scores real quick. So yeah, the um, the Spurs have been losing a lot in summer league, which worries me. Uh, but Primo and uh, Primo and Vassal have been doing their job, and a lot of people are saying that they're uh, a dynamic duo, and I agree with that. Uh, they're scoring efficiently together. They're getting assists. Uh, so I'm excited to see what they do in the main league. Uh, or in the main season. Uh, got an ad there. And uh, the Kings as well. Uh, we talked about last uh, last week how I think this is one of the f- few years that the Kings didn't fuck up the draft. And I think that is proving to be right because David Mitchell is going off um, and he's getting some highlight plays with his dunks. Uh, scoring 10 to 20 points every night. Um, David Mitchell is going to be who the Kings need to play through, and he's doing an amazing job. Uh, and he just needs to keep doing more of what he's been doing. Uh, as At the time I'm recording this, the Celtics and the Hawks are playing right now. Uh, the Hawks are currently up, but only by two points. Uh, Knicks Raptors are playing right now as well. Rockets Cavaliers play later tonight. I want to watch that because uh, I want to see how well Evan Mobley does. And uh, let's talk about Cade Cunningham again. So obviously I talked about Cade Cunningham last week. Uh, I made a highlight video about it. And it's getting a lot of views, Uh, but obviously it's going to have a lot of negative feedback because I said that I don't think that Cade Cunningham is going to do as well as people think. Uh, I I think he's getting a little bit too high praise. And obviously a lot of people don't like that take. A lot of people, uh, you know, saying that I'm not doing my research and, like, stuff like that. And uh, as well, there's going to be a lot of bandwagons, of course, in this sport as well that are going to just follow the first-round draft pick. But I stand by what I said, and um, obviously there's going to be people that joke, like, oh, you don't do your research. I do my research, but... Just because I do my research doesn't mean I'm going to agree with other announcers you watch. If every single announcer agreed with each other, then it would just be an echo chamber of the uh, same thing being said over and over, and that's not entertaining. I'm going to give my take. If y'all don't agree with it, 
y'all don't agree with it. Um, but if you go back and watch the video, I didn't say that Cade Cunningham was a bad player. I said he's a great player. Um, I said he. Uh, I, I said I think it's going to be like a Luca situation, meaning that he's dropping, uh, you know, a high number of points per game, just like Luca. Luca dropped forty to fifty points uh, every night in the playoffs, but still lost. I think it's going to be the same way with uh, Cade Cunningham in Detroit. I think Cade Cunningham is going to drop a large number of points. But it's still not going to do it for Detroit. Um, and uh, I was making a joke about this with Fernando over text. Uh, and I don't know if I said it in the episode, but in case I didn't, I'll say it again. Uh, Detroit fans, uh, I'm obviously calling you out here, but Detroit acts like they getting Cade Cunningham is the equivalent of winning the championship. I still don't think Detroit is even going to make it to the playoffs this year. I really don't. Like, they... I mean, y'all got Cade Cunningham now, but let's look at where y'all were last year. Y'all were, went 20-52. and 52. And... Yeah, you went 20-52. and 52, And... Before the playoffs started, you had a five-game losing streak. Now, you have Cade Cunningham now. You're going to win a lot more games. But are you are you going to magically jump from 15 to 8 in order to make the playoffs? No. I think you'll. it's more possible that you'll probably jump from 15 to 12 or 11, maybe 15 to 10. Maybe you make the play-in tournament. But... I still think you're going to be, you know, uh, towards the bottom. Uh, Cade Cunningham is not going to be your franchise saving grace that you think he is. And I stand by that. And if y'all don't agree with it, y'all don't agree with it. Uh, people were disliking the video. And honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I accept the criticism. Um you know, whatever criticism you got, leave it in the comments, and I'm going to read it. Um, something I didn't like, um, and it wasn't uh, y'all. It was, and obviously, I can't talk bad about YouTube because I'm uploading this to YouTube, but I just want y'all to know the situation. Like, some people were leaving comments that were, like, constructive criticism, and then YouTube was removing it. So I just wanted to make it clear that I wasn't the one that was removing the comments. YouTube sometimes, like, if they see a comment as, like, hateful or whatever, like, YouTube's, like, uh, what's it called? Like, automated, like, uh, automated system, like, thing. It'll, like, detect it and delete it, and I can't do anything about it. Like, I personally, I, again, I accept the criticism, um... You know, y'all can leave whatever comments you want. I'm not deleting those comments. That's YouTube deleting those comments. And uh, as a perfect example of that, there's a couple of the highlight vids that I put out. I think it was the birthday video and the... Um, not the Evelyn Mobley video, but like uh, 
a few other highlight videos that I put out recently, and it said comments were disabled on it, and YouTube didn't tell me why the comments were disabled, and I can't turn the comments back on. So again, that's not me, that's YouTube, and I can't do anything about it, so I just wanted to get that out there and let y'all know. Um, but now that we've talked plenty about teams and stuff like that, uh, I want to go ahead and do my playoff predictions, and uh, I want to do my playoff predictions and award predictions. Rookie of the year, I think is going to go to Jalen Green. I don't think Kate Cunningham is going to win it, uh, specifically because of what I just said earlier. I think Jalen Green is going to help the Rockets move up a lot more than Cade Cunningham will help the Pistons move up. Um, as for the playoff... Pro Ooh, somebody... We just got an alert. Uh, Momo Meow has followed. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you for the follow. Uh, so, playoff predictions. I think... Uh, I'm looking at the conference standings last year, and I'm going to have to kind of remember free agency this year uh, to and the drafts to adjust these. But let's start with the West first. The Jazz were number one in the conference last year. I think they'll stay somewhere in the top three. I think the Suns will stay somewhere in the top three. The Nuggets and the Clippers will battle it out for the last of the top three position in the conference. Um, Mavericks, uh, I think, will stay pretty much exactly where they were, either the four or the five spot. Trailblazers is going to be in 5 or 6, pretty much where they were before. The Lakers will move up. They were 7 last year. I think they'll be 5 or 6. Um, the Spurs were number 10. I think they'll move up a few spots. Probably, f uh, They're going to be anywhere from 8, 9, 10. But I don't know where. They could stay at 10. They could move up to 8. They could move up to 9. Uh, the Kings are going to move up. The Kings are either going to take the 10 spot from the Spurs if the Spurs move up. Uh, or they'll move up to 11. The Rockets are going to skyrocket up. The Rockets were last place in the conference last year. Uh, because they were doing this small ball rebuild. I think they're going to skyrocket from 15 to uh, probably 8 or 9. Either clinch a playoff or clinch a play in. Um, and that's what I got for the Western Conference. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Eastern Conference. Pistons, I think, kind of the same thing as the Rockets. I think the Pistons will uh, jump up from 15 probably to uh, 11 or 10, so maybe making a play-in. Wizards are going to drop tremendously down. 
Wizards will probably go from 8 to probably about 11. Um, the Celtics will probably stay where they are. Uh, the Bulls will jump up from 11 to uh, clinch a playoff spot for sure. So uh, probably 6, 7, or 8. The Hawks, I think, will move up above the Knicks. So they're at 5 right now with the Knicks at 4. I think the Hawks will move to 4. The Knicks will drop down. Uh, the Bucks will probably stay where they're at right now with the Bucks at 3. The Nets are at 2. I think the Nets will move up to 1. That's pretty obvious. And the 76ers are at 1. They'll probably move down to 2 or 3. That's my prediction. Hey guys, Future Nate here. So I'm editing the episode that you're watching or listening to right now. And I realized that I really want to edit what I said about the uh, conference order. So I'm just going to rapid fire it and say that... Um, I think the order uh, of the Western Conference is going to be any variation of Jazz Suns, Clippers, top three uh, in any order, then Lakers, then Mavs, Nuggets, Trailblazers, Warriors, um, then probably Spurs, Kings, Grizzlies, and then... Uh, actually, uh, skip that. It's going to be Jazz, Suns, Clippers, somewhere in the top three. Um, then I think Mavs are going to be four. Lakers will probably be, uh, five or take the four from the Clippers. Um... Trailblazers will move down a little bit. They'll probably move to uh, 7 or 8. The Warriors will move up to 7 or 8 uh, or to 6 where the Trailblazers were. The Spurs will move from 10 to either 8 or 9. The Kings will move from 12 to probably 10. Pelicans will move down. Rockets will move up to... Um, uh, either 9 or 10 for the play-in or maybe clinch a playoff uh, position at 8 um, Thunder will probably move from 14 up to 12 where the Kings were and the Timberwolves and the Pelicans will move down to the 14 and 15 for Eastern Conference uh, Eastern Conference I kind of want to stick with what I said earlier 76ers will move down. Nets will take number one. Bucks will probably move from three to two or stay at three. Hawks will move from five to four. Knicks will move down. Heat will move up from the six to either the four or the five. Celtics will probably stay exactly where they are now. Wizards will move down. Pacers will probably stay where they're at. Hornets will move down. Bulls will move up to seven or eight. Quince the playoff spot. Raptors will probably stay kind of where they're at, maybe move around somewhere in the 11 to 15. Um, Pistons will move up to where the Pacers or Hornets are uh, to get the play-in. I don't think they're going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, Cavaliers uh, stay where they are, and Magic will kind of stay where they are. Cavaliers and Magic can't uh, 
and Raptors can move anywhere uh, from that 12, 13, and 14 that they were last year, uh, either up or down, but st- still below the play-in. So anywhere from the 11 to four, or 11 to 15 spots is uh, what I'm going with. As for playoffs, so what is, what is it I said? Uh, I said the Rockets get a play-in, right? So... Um, Suns are gonna be in the uh, Suns are gonna be in the playoffs. Jazz are gonna be in the playoffs. Nuggets in the playoffs. Clippers, Mavs, Lakers, um, pretty much the same exact teams as last year. Except I think the Grizzlies will move down, and the Spurs or the Kings will move up. Uh, the Warriors will probably take the uh, seven or eight spot to uh, get the playoff. And then the Spurs Kings will probably do play in. Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't know who's gonna take the Western Conference. The Western Conference is always the most difficult conference, in my opinion. Like through through history, like the West has always been like the most difficult. Uh, West is up for grabs. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I won't name a team right now. I'll wait. Uh, I'll I'll wait until next week to say Western Conference Finals. Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference is gonna be between the Nets and the Bucks, just like it was this year. It's gonna be between the Nets and the Bucks. And then. Eastern Conference, uh, if the if the Nets if the Nets win the Eastern Conference, they'll win the finals. If the Bucks win the Eastern Conference, it's fifty fifty. Kinda like it was this year. And again, I don't know who they're gonna face in the Western Conference, so it's hard to make a prediction about that. Uh, so I'll finalize my playoff predictions next week. Uh, USA wins gold in the Olympics. So I said that the U.S. had a great coach with Popovich and Steve Kerr. Uh, they had KD. Uh, they had Jason Tatum. And, uh, you know, people started getting worried in the ex- exhibitions. And exactly what i said was going to happen happened in which they were waiting to hold their energy or they were saving their energy until the elimination came the elimination came they went off uh i was watching the games and jason tatum was doing exactly in the olympics exactly what he does uh in the nba which is just putting up threes nonstop. um so i mean i don't know why some people are surprised by it um, USA, uh, if USA didn't win the gold, then it would have been either Australia or, uh, Luca. Luca, unfortunately, didn't end up, uh, getting a medal, um, because they were knocked out, but it was only by one point. It was, like, 90 to 89, I think. So, Luca was very close to, um pretty much single-handedly getting his uh country a medal uh so i think next year 
or not next year because the Olympics is every four years. Um, but uh, and the, a lot can happen in four years. We'll have to see like who's drafted and everything like that. Um, but Luca had a really good shot. Uh, this Olympics and a lot can happen in four years so I don't want to say like oh Luca's got a, a good shot next Olympics but uh, I think if he he does what he did this Olympics um, you know he'll be he'll still be in top five like he was uh, this year I think it's fair to say so the last little bit of stuff here uh, a lot of statues and um, like award type stuff going around. Uh, as you can see, it's on the bottom right there. Uh, Kyle Lowry uh, is getting a statue in Toronto, um, the mayor said. And they are also going to retire Kyle Lowry's jersey whenever Kyle Lowry retires. I think it's very deserving. Uh, I think if you do that, for Kyle Lowry, though, you should do the same for uh, Fred Van Vliet. Um, not the statue, but the jersey retiring. Um, the statue, I think he's deserving of it. Um, you know, he brought his uh, team along with Kawhi, the very first championship uh, that team has ever had. Um, and technically the first international uh, championship of the NBA as well since Toronto is the only team that is outside of the U.S. Um, but along with that, people were also comparing it to Giannis as well. They were saying, uh, should Giannis get a statue in Milwaukee and uh, retiring Giannis's jersey? Uh, Giannis is obviously very young right now. He's only 26, so he's got a lot of time still in the NBA. But I th I think y'all should ret uh, I think Milwaukee should retire his jersey whenever uh, Giannis retires, and uh, the statue you know we'll have to see where he goes. He's in Milwaukee until twenty twenty five because he's on a five year extension, um, but even then he's only going to be thirty one, so he'll still have a lot of time to play afterwards, uh, and he'll have you know um, we'll have to see where he goes after that. But depending on what he does in those five years while he's still in Milwaukee, you know, I think he's uh, got a great chance at winning some more awards like he has the past couple years and then getting that statue in Milwaukee and getting his jersey retired. And they're also uh, not only in Milwaukee, but obviously in Greece, they are making a lot of murals uh, about him and... Uh, making um what's the word uh they're making like murals and uh dedications to him and uh stuff like that and um i want to visit greece for some of that and uh Giannis also took his trophies to greece as well kind of uh you know recognizing them like that's where he came from and everything like that so i think that's really great um and that's really all I have for that. So basically just kind of summarizing everything I said in the podcast. Uh, Spurs losing all their stars, but they got some big guys. Lakers, Russ, I don't think is a great fit. Um, and it's a lot of old guys that are looking for rings. 
Bulls are going to be back in the playoffs this year. And um, Kate Cunningham, I don't think, is going to work out that great for Detroit. Um, or he's going to he's going to be a great player, but he's not going to propel Detroit to where they want to be. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, the last thing I have on here, um, I haven't created it yet, but it's coming in the future. Uh, hopefully, is I'm going to start a Patreon. If y'all want to go ahead and support me there. Um, I'm still thinking of ideas for different tiers and, and things like that. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. Um, but one of the things on there uh, will uh, be early access as well. So if I do early access, then these uh, episodes won't be uh, streamed live on Twitch anymore. Because, I mean, if I streamed them live on Twitch, then there's not really a point in having early access. Because then you could just go watch the VOD on Twitch or watch it live on Twitch whenever it happens. So instead, I would have to record it and then edit it and then put it on Patreon for early access and then put it on YouTube. Um, so it wouldn't, if whenever I do that, uh, if I made early access a thing, it won't be live on Twitch anymore, just so you knew, know, guys. But I'm still going to be, like, playing games and stuff like here, uh, stuff like that on here on Twitch. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you already follow me, like, I'm going to be playing stuff like 2K and Call of Duty, Final Fantasy, like, all that stuff um, here on the Twitch uh, channel. So, um, and uh, I'll talk more about the Patreon tiers after I uh, actually make it, but, like, I think, uh, it'll probably be something like first tier is early access and, you know, get your name, uh, get, get recognition for supporting me. <coughs> oh, excuse me, guys, I've been coughing like crazy. Uh, I don't have COVID before people start making jokes. Um, there's just <clears throat> a lot of, uh, pollen and mold and stuff like that because it's been raining um uh, it'll probably be like low tier is uh low tier is early access and uh your name recognized for supporting me mid tier will be um uh march madness uh you get to play in the march madness bracket with me and some other fans of the channel as well as uh, fantasy basketball, if y'all are interested in that, and that, there'll be some some other stuff for that tier. Uh, and then the big tier, uh, I'm still trying to think of what the highest tier will be. Uh, probably a lot of stuff having to do with the Discord, like uh, y'all get to sit down and talk with me in the Discord or something. Uh, as well as um, There'll probably be like a Google form that y'all fill out, and I'll make a fake NBA team for y'all. So what I kind of mean by that is I'll put it, um, people that are watching live, y'all can't see it, and audio listeners, y'all can't see it, but people that are watching the video on YouTube, put it right here. Um, so I've been working on this basketball simulator because I do do, uh, computer science. Um, basically it takes a bunch of stats from different players and it creates a box score 
as well as an animation of what the game would look like. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like if you're playing two K, two K my team, and then you like sim to the end. It's kind of like that. Uh, but basically, along with that, I've been making like these logos and stuff like that for these fake teams, which I think is really interesting. So I'll show you the one that I made for my team. Uh, I call it the the Tokyo Tailed Beast. Uh, obviously a reference to Naruto uh, that I watch. Um, uh, and then I asked some of my uh, my YouTube friends for some ideas so I could uh, make those for them so I would have better examples to show y'all. So here's Old Guy Vibes um, because he uh, does Victorian stuff. Um, and he lives in Maine. I made it the Augusta Daint, uh, Dandies. Dandies kind of like a slang term for like rich, well-dressed people. Uh, so it goes with like his Victorian thing. And then uh, regular 720 who is here on Twitch as well. Uh, I made the New Braunfels Krakens uh, because we have the two rivers and me and him are both from uh, the New Braunfels area. And uh, just stuff like that, like I make these like kind of logos because I'm into graphic design as well. Um, and then I also, uh, what I do is after I make these logos, I basically do a draft just like uh, fantasy basketball uh, with ESPN where uh, each of the players uh, in the NBA are assigned to a team and a contract and then it takes those players stats um, averages out their minutes played and what they do with their minutes played and generates a box score and then um, yeah and then uh, uh, we'll probably if we do something with that, uh, since it does generate a box score, I guess we could keep a tally of like who's winning the league, um, who's winning the league, and whoever wins at the end. I guess if I have enough followers on Twitch, uh, I'll probably like gift subs to whoever wins uh, the basketball simulator league, and if um, and if my team wins or any of like the actual NBA teams win like the Miami Heat or the Milwaukee Bucks or anything like that that are already like not a fake team uh then I'll just give subs to like myself or something um and yeah but in order to do that I would have to be affiliate first on Twitch which you need 50 followers and I think I'm on like 22 right now so we would need more followers first but that's just kind of an idea is like uh, it would be this basketball simulator with all our fake teams. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, something would happen with whoever won. Uh, but again, uh, it's, it, I'm still kind of coming up with ideas right now. Um, and uh, yeah, they'll, uh, probably next week there'll be a Patreon. So if y'all want to support me there, then uh, y'all can. Hey guys, so I know I already wrapped up the episode, but uh, this is future me after editing, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Patreon. So uh, I'll, I'll make a whole video on this when the Patreon is made, and I'll talk about it in Nathan Bunnett episode 11. 
but the Patreon will probably be like $1, $5, $10, $25 or something. And each of those will obviously be something different, much like most uh, Patreons for YouTubers are. And um, $1 will be early access, uh, pretty uh, basic stuff. Uh, and with early access, I can't stream on Twitch anymore because then that defeats the purpose of early access. $5 um, will be March Madness and... Uh, March Madness and Fantasy Basketball. Uh playing with other patrons and myself um and like other youtubers that are involved in that like fernando um you know like people that i know that are going to play it um the ten dollar one um i don't know what the ten dollar one will be but it'll probably be something like uh ama um or like uh ama or uh, just chilling with me in Discord uh, like once a month or once a week and uh, maybe like live reactions to games like uh, you can join like a live stream with me for only the Patreons where like we sit down and uh, we watch a game virtually together um, live and then the uh, highest one it'll probably be like 25 or something will be like all that uh and then some other stuff that i'll have to think of for the high tier as well as uh you submit a you basically fill out this google sheet like i was talking about earlier you say a city um and your mascot and i make a fake team for you and then um we'll throw you in the basketball simulator and then as well once I get done with the basketball simulator, I might make a draft simulator similar to the uh, fantasy basketball, where basically you get a uh, random number uh, for how much uh, you can sign people for contracts, um, like how much your team is worth, and then you can divide that up amongst your players. Like uh, this player gets one year for... 50 million or like Giannis you get uh five years for like 250 million and stuff like that and then uh, uh you know you're like a GM for your fake team and you uh you have these players and then that goes into the basketball simulator with the players you chose and who you signed and then every year it will update um but if you like if you spent x amount of money for um, a player to stay like four years, then uh, in real time, um, whenever like next year, if this is still going on, uh, whenever we do like drafts for your fake team again, uh, you will still have that player because you signed them to uh, X contract uh, amount for X years kind of thing. Um, so it's like, it's kind of like 2k my league in a way, but it's like, you know, as a community and, uh, stuff like that. And like, um, they'll, they'll be duplicate players as well, obviously, because we're going to have the real teams in there. If we get enough people, uh, we'll do only fake teams, 
But uh, if we only have, like, a, a handful, like, four fake teams, we'll have the real teams in there. But if we have something like 30 to 40 fake teams, then we'll just do the fake teams. But uh, while we have the real teams in there, they'll obviously, like, be duplicate players. Like, you'll have the Giannis on the Bucks, and then if you get Giannis, you'll have the Giannis on your team as well and Giannis on the Bucks, if that makes sense. Uh, but, again, I'll... I'll explain this more when the Patreon's actually finalized because then all the stuff that's kind of up in the air will be like decided on. So I also had like down at the bottom, uh, I had merch written along with Patreon. Basically, um, obviously we're only on like a little bit over a hundred subscribers. So merch is like super far into the future. Um, but merch would probably happen like around 2.5k subs, uh, if we get to that point. And I already have some ideas, uh, drawn up and Fernando wants to try and draw some up as well. But, uh, along with that, um, whenever the time comes, um, I'm thinking of doing sort of like a merch competition, like in the discord where like maybe we have some artists that, uh, that watch the podcast and like you know y'all can like come up with some designs for the merch and then um uh, i would choose like ones that i like and then y'all would get um a prize as well and then if i really like it uh, maybe y'all could design like future merch and stuff like that whoever wins um but that's all i got for talking about merch because obviously it's very very far in the future but i just want to let you guys know like some ideas that I'm coming up with so you know what may be coming so and uh, I know this was kind of like a minor episode like I didn't go in depth uh, with uh, uh, I didn't go as in depth as I usually do with some of my takes um, but the reason for that again is like I'm kind of putting it off till next week because free agency just started um, and so I want to see if more free agency moves, uh, happen. And then next week I can like go into all the free agency stuff. Cause that's going to be the big thing. Uh, Detroit and the Rockets and the Cavaliers and like all them are playing tonight. Uh, so I can talk about that next week. Talk about uh, summer league more in depth, all that kind of stuff next week. Um, so with that being said, Nathan Budnett, episode 10. Uh, we hit double digits. Uh, excited to keep going with this podcast, guys, and I hope y'all will support me. Um, share the video where wherever y'all listen or watch it. Um, share my Twitch, share my YouTube. Follow me on Instagram uh, at uh, NathanButnet underscore podcast. Uh, Easy Gingy on Twitch. Gingy with three Ys on YouTube. All that kind of stuff. Uh, be sure to share it around. Uh, that really helps me out. Uh, I know it's a cliche to say, but, um, and I've already like said, see y'all guys like three times probably already, but this time for real. See you guys in the next one. That's Nathan Bonnet episode 10.